Welcome to the IEEE 5G Transmissions Podcast, podcast with the experts, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. In this podcast installment, Adam Drobot explores the question of whether it's time to change how we think about telecommunications generations. Do we still need discrete generations, or are we in an era of continuous change? Adam is a featured speaker at the IEEE 5G World Forum, taking place this July 9th through 11th in Santa Clara, California. Find out more about the IEEE 5G World Forum at IEEE-WF-5G.org. Adam is the chair of the IEEE IoT Activities Board, a recipient of the IEEE Managerial Excellence Award, and is also chairman of the board of Open Tech Works, Inc. Today, what I wanted to do is talk about 5G and um, ask one of those basic questions, uh, whether uh, uh, progressing from one discrete regime in which we do telecommunications to another uh, is what we should be doing, or whether we should think of uh, the underlying technologies really placing us in a uh, era of continuous change where the mindset of how we approach generations of uh, telecommunication technologies uh, ought to be thought about uh, differently than we think about them today. And, um, you know, to sort of pose that question and look at the background of what makes me ask it, uh, is maybe to sort of start off and look at the broad trends uh, that uh, the industry is facing, uh, the broad trends of what consumers are uh, adapting to, and uh, what our enterprises are doing with their communication systems. And I'd say the first, uh, the first thing that comes to mind uh, is what I would call deep digitization. Uh, more and more of what we do uh, comes in digital form. Uh, greater use of software. Uh, so whether you call it uh, deep digitization, softwareization, uh, many of the elements uh, that are part of the underlying technologies uh, are really being done in the digital uh, in the digital realm. And that trend, if anything, is accelerating significantly. So when you look at 5G, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a few minutes, uh, uh, it's one of the underlying factors of uh, uh, what 5G is all about. Uh, the, second, the second aspect is that the underlying technologies that we use, uh, whether they're storage, whether they're the computing fabric or uh, the communications hardware, uh, again, those are still growing at exponential rates. Every, uh, whether it's 18 months to 36 months, uh, we see a doubling of the capacity uh, of what we're using or a doubling of the capability. So those two things, that deep digitization and the continuing miniaturization uh, of uh, the components that we use uh, and the uh, 
processing that we can do uh, all have a very, very basic impact. So when you take a look at uh, a sort of past history, you know, there is a lot of value that was created by having discrete generations uh, of technologies. Uh, and, uh, for example, going from 3G to 4G, uh, we managed to move a lot of things to the Internet as the basic connection mechanism. Uh, we improved the air interface. Okay? But the real thing that having that label did is it helped accelerate the formation of markets. Uh, it set deadlines for standards. Uh, and it set deadlines for how we achieve interoperability around the world. Uh, so, in fact, there were markets that were worthwhile fighting for, uh, and they affected, I would say, the operators, uh, the folks who build uh, the infrastructure, so the uh, network equipment providers, uh, and also the way uh, uh, the networks were used. So this is the apps, edge devices, uh, and the services that came along with them. So when you now take a look at 5G, uh, underlying it are really a number of uh, uh, quite a large basket uh, of different technologies. And those, in the end, get applied, I would say, to sort of four areas. Uh, the first area is the way we produce uh, goods and products. Uh, they're digitized, they're connected. Uh, they have a lot more intelligence built into them. Uh, so that's one world. Uh, the second is the world of services. Uh, we see a proliferation of all kinds of devices that we face today from uh, ATM machines that have been all over, but a lot more ubiquitous. Uh, kiosks of all kinds. Uh, TV cameras that monitor us. Uh, a lot of things that happen in that uh, uh, service realm. Uh, and then the processes that we use. Uh, and lastly, I would say sort of the world of manufacturing, which has really taken um, all of this digital stuff to heart. Okay. So when you take a close look at um, you know, what's in the basket in, uh, um, in 5G, again, on the positive side, uh, is the fact that there will be a standard. It's in Rev 15 right now, or uh, moving towards it. Uh, a, a set of uh, steps to continue to uh, have some progress. Okay? But, you know, it does a very powerful thing for us in uh, you know, setting, uh, setting a deadline. Uh, and having people come to consensus as to what it is that we're going to deploy uh, it affects markets. Uh, it affects uh, differentiation for the service providers as they move into the space. Uh, and it sets expectations for the public at large. So I think very much on the positive side. But then let's take a little bit of a look under the hood. Because the first thing <clears throat> that you find in 5G uh, is moving to higher bandwidth. Uh, it's a progression. Uh, it's happening in a couple of different ways. 
the first is if I look at uh, the efficiency with which we use spectrum, uh, you know, more uh, bits per hertz essentially, uh, and whether it's through the deployment of MIMO technology, uh, beam forming, uh, or some form of adaptive signal processing, uh, it allows us to continue up that path. So inside the technology basket, uh, there is also a plethora of additional technologies, each of which is moving and progressing along the way. So one of the areas of progress uh, is in millimeter wave technology, which is quite new. Uh, and um, that technology gives you much greater squats of spectrum, hence higher bandwidth, uh, higher throughput, uh, and uh, it could revolutionize, uh, uh, I'd say, again, the delivery of services, goods, uh, processes uh, in a way we haven't seen in the past, uh, in particular for things like video, uh, where millimeter wave technology can actually be thought of as a uh, access technology that... Uh, solve some of the last mile problems. The other uh, aspect of things is that uh, uh, when you start connecting things to the internet, it was people first, things like voice, lots of video, lots of data. Uh, now you're trying to connect discrete things of some sort, uh, close a control loop uh, on something that requires much lower latency and much lower uh, jitter, and while it may be sort of speculative as what the, as to what the take-up is, uh, an incredible amount of investment going in that direction. Okay, so whether it's going to be connected cars or some other function, uh, uh, the running of uh, processes uh, where you can control something from the cloud from a given uh, uh, with a limited uh, latency or devices on the edge. Uh, yet another technology area. Uh, and then you have automation, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, uh, haptics of all kind. So when you do an enumeration, what you find is that inside 5G, there are probably, I would say, 10 to 12 primary technology areas that are included. Uh, and uh, on top of that, when you look inside each of those, uh, that's again probably uh, you know, composed of uh, five to six different technologies apiece, giving you this tremendous basket of technologies that are advancing. Primary technology areas, let's say automation, uh, let's say the use of MIMO or beam forming or signal processing, uh, the opening up of those higher frequencies, uh, each of those has a roadmap of its own. Uh, it has a life at which it will evolve. Okay. And there are so many of them that I come to the conclusion that, hey, maybe working things on a discrete level that we go from one generation to another. And so the mindset should be, how do we build things how do we create roadmaps so we can take advantage of the underlying technologies in a much more natural way 
without losing the benefits that go along with having these discrete labels of setting deadlines, uh, knowing when stuff comes together, uh, uh, creating the standards, creating the interoperability uh, that gets us to the other side. And, uh, you know, in all of this, uh, it's not a hard conclusion, uh, but I think it's something worthwhile thinking of because not only is technology involved, our regulators and legislators uh, are very much part of this. Uh, they tend to think of uh, stuff as moving in discrete steps, A to B. Uh, they're very slow with the regulations that go along with this. Okay. And, um, you know, somehow getting them to understand uh, that the progress is really going on at a rapid pace and they better adjust to it uh, is something worthwhile getting, getting across. So I think uh, the basic point I want to make is, you know, that 5G really represents significant progress. Uh, the question is, as we go from 5G to 6G, at some point should we recognize that the kind of change we're facing and have to adapt to really happens on a much more continuing basis uh, uh, than we have experienced it in the past. Okay. And uh, so I think uh, my bottom line is, you know, it's an exciting era, uh, a lot of good things going on, and, uh, you know, the pressure from the digitization and miniaturization of electronics continues. Uh, the capabilities of what we can do will continue to evolve. And uh, the real question is, how do we best take advantage of it? Uh, and is it by taking uh, sort of big, discrete steps, the way we go about uh, moving from one discrete generation to another, uh, that's done through standards, uh, the formation of a worldwide market, essentially, where we get some, get some economies of scale, Okay, but the underlying technologies continue to move along. Okay, and so an alternate approach is to really get the involved communities together and hammer out uh, the roadmaps okay, at a much more granular level so we can know when to expect the technolo various technologies to be mature okay, and have paths where they can be taken advantage of and incorporated in what we actually deploy. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IEEE 5G Transmissions Podcast. Discover more about the IEEE 5G Initiative and inquire about participating in this effort by visiting our web portal at 5g.ieee.org.